0: This episode of the golf gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right. 500 bucks. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt head over to sports slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sports wyn slash W Y N N. And, and we're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page. So you don't miss a pick That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV sports slash B T V. And we're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is the stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. that's right. Novig, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free ten dollar bet. That's bettor edge.com promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Ace per head Ace is a leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at head.com slash SGP. That's head.com slash SGP. All right. Welcome back D Gens. Uh, sorry for the, uh, the late post up. Uh, I had a family situation come up, so we had to delay it a little bit, uh, but we're still going to pump it out and uh, dump all the info we can for you. Uh, we're just happy. It's a late California uh, <laughs> swing. So uh, T times out till 12, you got plenty of time to digest and put down the bets and make the right DFS picks. Uh, so it's me, Boston capper and the God of golf himself. Steve Shermer, Steve, what's up, baby. Are we ready for leg two of the California swing?
1: I am. And I'm happy to be here. And, uh, it's all because you actually had some money on Siwoo Kim last week because yes. otherwise you would have canceled the podcast out of
0: just FOMO Spite. rage. I would have fucking, I would have lost my shit because like we talked about like, look, he's one of those guys who I always blindly bet, And I finally said, listen, I'm not going to do it anymore. And then when you were on him, I think somebody else was on him too. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So thank God. Maybe we, listen, we're not a tout podcast here. However, we did have Siwoo Kim. I did say take Hatton in, in the Euro, so both outright winners. Plus, I swear to Christ, I think I might have lost one matchup. Like I missed a uh, Reed top ten, somebody else top ten, but couple top twenties. Hit all the football bets. It was a beautiful fucking weekend for you, boy.
1: It was. It was a good ending for me too. I ended up putting out some uh, round four matchups that went six for six. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you very much. I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to bet on football. I was just like, all right, you know, I'm good. I'm not even gonna mess with this. So God, yeah, listen, that, man, was we, a, uh, we, that was a that was a very good uh, end of the week. But you're right. We are not touts. This is not hashtag Tout Tuesday, <laughs> and uh, we are rolling right into Tory Pines, and we're gonna go right back through the car to try and get you some more money.
0: That's right, baby. Hey, listen. Steve, you can't say I shouldn't bet football. Cause I had a good weekend. You got to ride the heater, man. You got to ride. You know, the heater.
1: I, it just, I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to just relax. I mean, it was stressful enough. watching see CW Kim already. Oh my God, going dude. Through that that mean, was, was a great, fun. that was a
0: great sweat in the slack.
1: It was fun. And then, you know, I, I just, I kind of want to just watch the bills game in peace. And honestly, I already had a stake in the game because of, you know, I live in Western New York and yeah. while I'm not a bills fan, I mean, you know, the health and stability of all my friends around here We're very best in the game. So right. yeah. I just uh I took a little break and just kind of my uh my bucks and you know, just yeah. sat back watch. Unfortunately the Buffalo Bills uh fallen short again, like wow. for all my life.
0: Well, listen, I had uh I had KC minus three and a half, Kelsey over a hundred and two touchdowns parlay. So I was pretty happy. It was fine with me. So all right, man. Well listen, we're at farmers insurance open. We're we're at oh boy. Like, I mean, what are we how do we think the setup's gonna be? Do we think it's gonna be do we think it's gonna be like the US open setup? Do we think we're getting ready for it? We think it's gonna play hard, do we think it's gonna play like it like it normally does, like tory Pines normally plays, or what do we think?
1: No, I mean it's it's definitely not gonna be US open setup. And I mean it 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 can't be US open setup because it just it's a different time of year. It's more you know, rains more this time of year. So the golf course plays softer and they're not going to grow the rough up. So high, you know, they're not going to do that to, uh, to the guys at this tournament. You know, one thing I did notice they have done some bunker work. I think in the last year uh, they pushed out some bunkers a little farther out off the tee, but you know, it's, it still shouldn't be a problem overall. As far as the strategy, it's still, I mean, it's a big golf course. It's a long golf course. You know, it's just you want to hit it basically as far as you can. Distance matters here, and if you're not a short, if you're not a long hitter, you know you can still get around by scrambling well, putting well. You know, guys are going to miss greens regulation at a higher rate because it's smaller greens, and you're going to head out of the rough a little more often because it's of narrow fairways. Um, the greens are pretty fast too. It's these fast power greens, you know. So premium putters usually do well here. That's why you see your Jason Day's, your Brandt Snedeker's, your Patrick yep. Reed's typically do well here. You know, some stats that I have heard. This week that might be a little misleading to you. So first one is the proximity, you know, from like two hundred yards out, mm-hmm. and you know I, while it makes sense on its face, it's a long golf course, going to be some long approach shots. So in the final round last year, there were six holes where guys had at least two hundred yards to the green. It was uh, all four par fours. It was the eleventh, which is a a par three. Um, on the back nine, and then the twelfth, which is the hardest hole in the golf course. It's like a 500-yard uh, monster monster hole. So, okay. so it's a little misleading how it is. with the par three, the eleventh, it plays about 30 feet downhill. So you take about two clubs off that. So it's it's about you know 195 to like 200 right there. It doesn't play you know its true yardage. Um, the second thing though is with all the par f- par fives, you know a couple of them are really long. If you're in the rough off the tee you're not hitting into the green. You have no chance to do that. So you're laying up at that point. So really your yardage distance into the green is more like 110 to like 150. So the 2 yard proximity stat doesn't really come to play there. Um and then over and then just with that stat in general, it only measures your performance out of the fairway. So if you're in the rough, I mean it's it, it renders it obsolete and more guys right. are going to be hitting out of the rough this week just because it's narrow fairways. Now there is on PGA tour.com a stat that calls for 200 yards approximately out of the rough. But I mean, if you watch the PGA tour, a lot of the rough that they play just doesn't really matter.
0: Right. It's so, they're so be, strong and they're, they're like, they're fine to get out of that. This yeah. Doesn't...
1: I mean, it, this is thick, Kakuya rough, um, at, at Tory pines and either you're going to, you know, try and hack out and you're probably be sure of the green, or you're just going to miss the green. Right. So that's where that is where scrambling does come into play, you know, this week. And that's why you do see
0: but, but we've always said that scrambling is like a loaded stat anyway, because there's so many things that factor into it. Like it's it's not one thing, right? It's not it's not driving distance, right? It's not off the tee accuracy. Scrambling is is it could be from 30 yards left of the green, it could be just off the fringe, right? Right. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's a hot stat to like really pin down.
1: It it is. And you know, we'll talk about a couple of guys where it is a little misleading to use that stat. And uh, you know, the other stat though, that I've heard a lot this week that you probably should, it should not factor into your mouth is driving accuracy. And you hear it all week. Well, you got to hit it out of the fairway. You got to hit it out of the fairway. And that's true with Tory pines. It is an advantage to hit it out of the fairway. Just like it's an advantage to hit it out of the fairway at every, every golf of
0: course. Session. yeah, Exactly.
1: But so. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. It is only a penalty to hit out of the rough if everyone hits the fairways. Because right. then you're doing it and the rest of the field is, is hitting out of the fairway and they're having a more of an ad advantage. If more guys are hitting out of the rough at a higher rate, then the penalty in general in relation to the field is less. So yeah, at sense. that point, it just well as, as far as you can. And then so you can have a short distance to the green, that way you can have a shorter, you know, club in hand that has less dispersion if you miss anywhere, you know, rather than a shorter hitter who's in the rough, which they will be at many times in this event. They're hitting like you know, like six iron, seven iron, and they can't really control the club face, and they don't know where we're going. And just honestly, how many times have we said driving accuracy matters? And then you end up seeing a Bryson Dechambeau or a Matthew Wolf end up winning, anyways. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I've come on this pocket and say, Yeah, gotta hit the fairway, it's very important to do that and it just didn't matter at the end of the day. So, while yes, you do want to hit the fairway, it should not factor into any decisions you make. It should really come down to, you know, just if they're a good ball striker. Length obviously is an advantage. That's where you want to look to. And if a guy isn't doesn't have the length, how else can they compensate? Usually it's with at this golf course it's with good scrambling, good putting.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so driving accuracy we don't need it right We just want bombers at this course right baby That's what we want We want bombers it doesn't matter if you're hitting out of the rough it doesn't matter because now you might have a better angle to the green
1: right, right. Well, I mean I've said on this I, I said on Sunday that the way this golf course is designed it doesn't really matter if you're hitting if you miss left or right here like right I mean yes there are certain there's shelving with the greens that maybe you can't get at a pin position but you know if you miss left, you can still hit the green. It's not really a big problem. It's not like it like pinches in like some of those P. die golf courses where, mm-hmm. like we saw last week, the, the greens are angled out and they're really narrow. So right. if you miss on the wrong side, you have a five yard landing zone to even hit the green. Right. Whereas here, it's pretty circular. So you at least have a wide target. Even if you're not even close to the pin, you can okay. get on the green to probably get out of there.
0: All right. All right. Well, sweet. All right. Well, so obviously, weather. Um, is a factor here. Winds are whipping on Monday. Right. It uh, seems like they've died down throughout the week. The only thing I see on weather is Friday. Yeah. Right. So high winds rain. So that's, I put in the slack, like, I think I'm going to throw at least one DFS stack, if not a couple with the guys going out early on the North course. So they come out a little later on the South course on Friday, but I'm even worried about like, is this thing going to be delayed? And the second round is going to bleed into the Saturday.
1: So let me tell you a couple of things with that. So the dispersion of tea times is they start teen off at 9am Pacific. And then the last tea times is at 11am at Pacific. I know it's not, it's, it's not, so a it's window. not as extreme as far as the times I know. as far as splitting it. So I, and then I was thinking about it today, where is, can you make an argument both ways of where you want to start? So Friday's the crappy day. Yeah. Right, I mean, it's probably going to play a little harder. It's, you know, guys don't like playing in the rain. So, right. I can make an argument on one hand, saying why well, want to hit the north course because it's easier, it's a better chance to go lower. Right. And then Friday, the south course is going to be impossible, but right. at least I have a little bit of a head start. Correct. Or, you can make a case of, well, I want to start on the south course on Thursday. You know, catch a little bit of fire. And yes, it's going to be a very hard conditions on Friday, but I'd rather be at the north course than the south course because it's not going to kick me in the ass.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I, the only thing I would say is like it's. It, I guess it just. I mean, this is, it just really depends on how bad the rain and the wind is, right? Because even if the course is, quote unquote, easy, in shitty conditions, shitty conditions are going to make you is going to make it ten times more difficult, right? Well, I mean, so that, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, so I would rather jump out to a lead, right on on an easier course. Grind it out, maybe, you know, instead of, you know, shooting par or minus one, I'd rather shoot plus three at the tough course, where in good conditions, you know, the guys on the cut line did shoot that same thing. And now they're on the north course and they can't come anywhere close to my six or seven under.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I think my take is, I think if you want to use that theory to break ties, I think you do it. I don't yeah. think you should be doing it with an inferior player over a superior. Player. Oh no, listen,
0: it's never take a shitty player. Cause he's fucking tees off at nine o'clock on a better but, course. But, right? pe-
1: but people do that
0: though. Okay. So disclaimer, don't do that. <laughs> just don't do that. When I'm talking about that, I'm talking about, listen, if you want to send out waves and things like that, like do it that way, but still pick the better fucking players. Don't, don't pick bad players just because of their tee times. They're still bad fucking players.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I think we're on the same page with that. But yeah, I mean, as far as the weather, it's gonna be cold. I know. Um, I the wind isn't as bad as what it really could be. No, definitely I mean, not. eight to fifteen miles per hour is. It's like what we said at Kapalua a couple of weeks ago, where yeah. like, oh, you know, ten to fifteen miles per hour. That's really nothing there. I mean, the golf course is kind of built to sustain that. It's yeah. when the winds are like thirty, thirty-five, like what they saw on Monday. That's, that's when things get out of control. So. I mean, I think the winning score is probably going to be what it usually is like low teens under par mid teens. Yeah. yeah I mean, especially because it's,
0: it's such a nice weather on moving day on Sunday. I mean, it's like clear overcast, no win on Saturday. Like right. it's, it's gonna, that that's going to be a pretty high scoring day. I bet like, yeah. that's going to be nice.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's so leading up to this tournament, it actually was going to set up to play a little bit firmer. Cause I think the whole month of like December and January, they weren't getting rain, but then they got a little rain last weekend. There ain't rain on Friday. So, what that'll do is that'll widen the fairways a little bit because the ball, it's going to play a little softer. The ball's going to stop more. It's not going to roll into the rough. No. But so that actually kind of helps shorter hitters a little bit because they'll be able to keep it more in the fairway more often than, you know, they won't have to worry about if they hit the fairway, kind of bounces to the rough. But what that also is going to do is it's going to make the golf course significantly longer for them. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. Exactly. Of, So At this place, it's kind of damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah, rocking a hot place,
0: literally rocking a hot
1: place. (laughs) Right. I mean, like, like if it's firm, you have to hit it like just dead straight. If it deviates, going to the rough. But if he gets a lot of rain, then you want to look at guys who have big carry distances. If they don't, they only like, if you're like Siwoo Kim, like you hit it close to 300, but you're only carrying about 275 off the tee because you hit a low bullet.
0: Yeah, that's it's going do That's yet. actually
1: going to really hurt
0: you. Right, exactly. So I who was I? I was listening to somebody. I think I don't know the tour junkies or somebody had uh, like one of the caddies on, and they were talking about hitting out of this type of grass and how it there's no role. And he's like, these Florida and Georgia boys and East Coast guys who grow up playing a certain way, like it's a different thing because it just dies and then like popping up around the greens is completely different from what they typically. Yeah, um,
1: it's the Kakuya grass is very sticky. So it's it's a very grabby grass. So it's like you see this at Riviera too. The ball just doesn't really. I mean, it plays a little firmer, so it can roll. But like if it hits like the rough or something, it just kind of just stops. Right. Okay. So yeah, I mean that's. That's a very accurate take by uh, I think it was JT Poston's caddy who said
0: Yeah, that. it was. Uh, was he was funny? I liked him. He was funny. Uh, he was talking about uh, how he called see who Kim's guy like a mean. It was like yeah, you owe me for this fucking house because you guys won. <laughs> Shit cracked me up. I was like, all right, DJ. Um, yeah, I mean, look, uh, we, we kind of we did a little recap, whatever we we did last week. We gave uh, gave what we want. So let's get into the good stuff, which everybody wants to fucking hear anyway. Let's get into uh, the DFS tiers and the betting, right? So. Who's the chalk this week. Now I know we talked about this Tuesday and we're supposed to talk about oh, wait, what day is today's Wednesday. So yeah, we talked about it on Tuesday. So ownership, ownership has changed a little bit. I mean, I don't really, I mean, they're all pretty much the same fucking guys, right? Uh, yeah. The only, the only thing I see different is he's not under nine K. Who We know we talk about chalk dude. Rory has spiked.
1: Well, I mean, I think all three guys—the the Rory, Ram, and Finau—are getting heavy concentration of ownership this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not a surprise. Rahm is the horse for the course. Rory usually is always popular, and Finau is a very good place, you know, fit for this place. He hits a lot of fades off the tee, and you know, there's a lot of holes here that require left to right tee shots. You know, a lot of fades. So, uh, and Rory, I mean, like he tends to draw the ball a lot, but he hits it pretty straight most of the time. So they all have big distance. So they're, you know, very, you know, there's a lot of love on them.
0: Yeah. It's it's crazy to me that now Rory might be the highest guy owned in the 10
1: K range. I wouldn't be surprised at that. So, I mean, we'll get, we'll get to our analysis here a little bit, but that, that, that doesn't shock me at all. Um, Hideki Mm -hmm. extremely popular. So chalky. Yes. Very chalky. And we'll we'll get to him. (laughs) Uh, There are two guys in the $8,000 range that it's 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 the Sebastian Munoz at Sony treatment okay. and the answer at American Express treatment as as in, they're the guys of you know when people talk about these two guys that they think they're you know like oh you know the guy I really like is Adam Scott like I like Ryan Palmer and they're they're on an outrights they're on a DFS and it just has caused their ownerships to balloon. Yep. So those are the two really popular guys in that range. Baba two. Get... What's up? Baba two. Yeah, Bubba too. I mean, I, that's not a surprise given just what his attributes are and just yeah. su- successor. But you know, Scott and Palmer, I thought those actually were going to be the undervalued guy that no one was going to talk about, and then everyone talked about them.
0: So I feel so. like I feel like what happens with that is that like people correlate uh, a Rom course to be a Palmer course. So anytime anybody thinks Rom's gonna do well, Palmer's gonna get this fucking it, boat is rising. That just all
1: that galaxy time. brain because they went head to head at the memorial.
0: Listen, I don't know what the fuck it is, but you listen to the same shit I do, and they talk about it every fucking time right? So I mean, maybe this is something we could look into, right? Is a ROM course really a Palmer course. Let's take a look at some correlating stuff and we'll get back to you next week, <laughs> you know, but uh, like I'll, I'll go into the lab and
1: I have a few projects I'm working on right now. I'll, I'll try and add that yeah. one too, add that one, uh,
0: in because I mean, you hear that too, right? Like, or am I just crazy? Like, I feel like I hear that all the time. Well, if a Brahms course Palmer's going to play well,
1: I mean, I haven't picked up that correlation, but I'd have to dig into that. So yeah.
0: yeah. Um, yeah that
1: up. Yeah. So there's two guys in 7,000 hour range. I mean, there's a lot of popular guys, but the two names are really standing out as far as what's coming out of everybody's mouth. Gary Woodland yeah. might be the most popular player in DFS this week. Uh, and Cam Davis just because we did last week. He's a long hitter. He's an Aussie. There's a big Aussie movement this week. Um, he's very popular too. And uh, your boy Luke list. <laughs> that is the first guy everyone mentions in $6,000 range. Yeah, I know. He he is DFS Kryptonite, and I guess I never really realized it until A, we started doing this podcast, and you would always go to Luke List (laughs) at the worst golf courses for (laughs) Luke List, and B just started like you know (sighs) getting more of a feel on just what all these experts are saying, and yeah, it's as soon as Luke List does something, it just it's it's cocaine. For yeah,
0: it, it is. It really is. And, and what's funny is, is like, I mean, T20, t- t- he's, he's been playing really well.
1: He actually hasn't. This was his first good performance in six months. No, that's not true. Well, all right. That's not true. He played well for muted, but like, if you look at his like the, the tournaments where he actually gained like his shot link, he's got like six miscuts cuts, T 50. And then the T 21 last week, it, it really has been nothing for him. I promise you. I looked at it. I know. Fuck fine. So I don't care. I already got my bets down. I'm I scared. know it's, it's too late for you, but it might not be, be too late for anyone driving into work. Uh, <laughs> that's, in. that's right. That's right. So, uh, another guy who I was afraid was going to catch up steam. Cause I heard a
0: couple other people talk about him. And when I was doing, when I was trying to do that, uh, you know, guys who did the top ten, you know, whatever the, the last nine or ten winners, whatever the fuck the stat was, had a top ten here. Uh, Patrick Rogers kept jumping out to me, and then I heard him on, uh, I think it was Mayo
1: or somebody like that, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "No," because <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rogers, Rogers had two top tens here in the last three years. It's because he checks a lot of boxes as far as driving distance and putting, um, yeah. and I think he's got decent course history too. Yeah, so. dude, he's got two top tens last. So that, two- but, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of cheap bombers oh, yeah. in the $6,000 range that might be just worth flyers that we'll go over, uh, towards the end of the show. you know
0: what's surprising and who's getting a ton of, of steam again is burns. Like this kind of goes back to what we talked about. Uh, I don't know if it was a Sunday show, um, or the week prior, like nobody's afraid to go back to people who burn them anymore. Like that's not an angle anymore.
1: See, no pun pun intended.
0: No pun intended. Exactly. I mean, he's looking at like 15% ownership after he just literally fucking slapped his mushroom on our fucking forehead last weekend.
1: It's, 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 I think the fancy national effect where we have like, I mean, it's, I have my own stat database that like, to Be just like, my own little thing, but now there are websites out there where it's just one click away, and yeah. they keep saying, "Oh, well, you know, he's still good. I'm willing to forgive," and then that's kind of been a little bit of the message that people like me and some other experts are saying. Just like you know, you gotta have a short memory of this stuff, and yeah. golf is variable; it, it flows from week to week. One got when one, one week they miss a cut, the other, next week they will like say Tiger Woods. So yeah, exactly, that's why. I, I think everybody I, I, knows. I,
0: that. I love in the in, in the seven k range based on that theory, and I know you know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, and then who's everybody hate this week. Everybody hates Xander, right? Whatever he missed three or, f- or four or the last five cuts, whatever um, Scotty Scheffler. Cause he broke his dick off in everybody last week, including your boy with my one and done. Thanks for missing the cut. Dick bag uh, Brooks. And so because he was in the feature group and uh, when PGA's on, I don't really work. I just watch golf. Um, he really wasn't that bad. Those two days.
1: No, I, I don't think he was either. I mean, day two, I mean, listen, he was making some bogeys, but like he was making a lot of bogeys too. And yeah, I, I, I didn't think he was as bad. I mean, the stats didn't really reflect it. He didn't really look good, but we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to Brooks. I I have some takes.
0: Right. Uh, And then, and then Sanjay uh obviously they hate him. And Billy Ho, that's somebody who I, I need you to break down for me because that's one of my uh that's one of my decisions uh in, in one of my DFS lineups. I need a little more uh info on Billy Ho because as I've said before, I just I can't get behind somebody named Billy Ho, but it I keep getting drawn to him this week and I don't know why. So that could be a good thing, right? Just kind of blown away my bias. But um yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll break into that. But who? I mean, anybody else that jump out that they hate? Everybody still hates Ricky again. Oh, and Cam Champ. Everybody hates Cam Champ again this week. He's because because of last week. Yeah, I know. But Sam Burns is the same fucking shit.
1: Right. And Cam but, Champ
0: is better than Sam Burns.
1: I don't know. He's definitely better than Sam Burns. No, I. I they might be the same player. Oh, <laughs> stop it! Stop it. Cam stop. Champ has won twice. Yeah. All right. Sam Burns hasn't won anything yet. Yeah, exactly. Cam Champ has come top ten in a major. Sam Burns is not yet. I right. think that that's a little bit of a stretch to say Sam Burns is better than Cam Champ. No, I'm
0: saying Cam Champ is better. Oh than my, Sam my, Burns. my my pop, Jesus my! Jesus Christ! Pop. When hosts aren't listening. <laughs> all right before we get into uh, at the actual tiers uh, listen head over to win bet right there's a $500 risk free bet waiting for you and when you send in your first win screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com you get a free t-shirt tons of boosted bets including a wheel to spin to boost parlays perfect for Dgens only win bet is currently online in new jersey colorado michigan and is coming soon, and more states are on the way. And if WinBet isn't active in your state, you can still get a free T-shirt by referring a friend. SportsGamblingPodcast slash win. That's Sports Gambling Podcast slash W Y N N. You guys
1: getting close up there in New York? No,
0: <sighs> sucks. No. I need it's, somebody's IP address to start using some shit. Come on, man. Let's
1: it's go. It's, fr- it's frustrating.
0: Call your cousins and the city council and get that <laughs> shit moving.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see what that does. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: Fucking. All right. So golfers over 10K. We got Ram Rory, top five Tony, the X band, and Patrick Reed. You want to go? You want me to go? All
1: right. Well, let's just get some of the way. Is there anything really we can add of value about Rom and, and Rory right now? no, no, really. is there? Is there I, cause I don't have anything interesting other than what anybody already knows about them. Yeah. I'm with that. So I, yeah. Yeah, well, Listen, I they're, they're both really good. They're both have really high good. ownerships. If yeah. you want to build a lineup around both, I think you can. I mean, I think the the back injury with John Rahman, that's a little overblown Exactly. and Rory's Rory. I think you know what you're going to get out of them. So Boom. I love it. There we it,
0: go. it Very nice. All right. all right. And all right. So I guess what do we think about Tony? Right. He, right. The, the narrative is joker whatever uh, but he's really not like he, he's really not a joker he just does not go out and play great on Sundays like he just No
1: done. I mean I, you know, I I was looking at that so data golf actually has something called you know how guys do under pressure and so I started just playing a poker around like all right who's had like 54 hole leads and then what happened on Sunday and you know I I, I kind of forgot that so he sat on a 54 hole lead at the WGC HSBC in China and then went to a playoff because Xander just ran him down. I mean, that just kind of yeah, is what happened. Same yeah. thing happened and this one. He sat on 54 hole lead at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I mean, did he play the last couple of holes? Tremendous. Not really. I think his course management was questionable. But Webb also just chased him down because you think he hit like four straight birdies and then just lost in a playoff. So. I mean, if he won both those, that's basically a coin flip right there. And yep. I mean, now he's a three time winner. He has a WGC. He has one right. of the most famous events in PJ Tour. I mean, we're now we're not talking about this. Right. Agreed. So and then and then all of a sudden now he has as many wins as Patrick can Yeah. We don't and, talk about Patrick that way. He's got as many wins as I think Xander at this point. Uh, well, no, I think Xander's got four, but we don't really talk about Xander as far as like he can't win. He hasn't won a full field event since the Greenbrier.
0: Yeah. So and- and the reason why we hate Patrick Cantlay is because of his stupid goddamn feet and how long he takes to set his fucking feet for a putt or a fucking swing or goddamn anything. I cannot watch that guy golf without, like, having to go outside and smoke a cigarette. Like, he makes me that goddamn angry.
1: See, I don't hate him as much as you do, but I don't like how he sticks out his tongue like a lizard. Over yeah, him. what is that? I, well, Jesus Christ, I, I meant to fucking bring – what is that? that? That is some sort of – habit that should have been beaten out of him when he was a kid. Dude, my two, my
0: two older daughters do that shit. They do this thing where they like throw up the peace sign and stick their tongue out the side of their face. And I keep telling them like, it's like, let's like Tourette's every time I'm like, Hey, how are you? You do that. You don't have to do that to me. We're in the fucking living
1: room. What is happening? Like it just stop doing it. It's weird. And I wish you wouldn't do it, but it's never going to change.
0: Yeah. So. And that dude the, the fucking happy feet on the green. I seriously like, I like listen, listen to my voice. I am all, i am agitated thinking about it. Like it it, it is so maddening and long and absurd. Just fucking hit the pot, bro. Like,
1: you know, you know, it's great. We spent less time talking about two guys in the field and more time talking about Cantley in the segment. So he's not even, in the field. <laughs> let's go back to Tony here. So sorry, I, think, sorry. I think the only thing that someone might want to ask about him is like, all right, when he's had a close call or like a top 10, can he follow that up? And he's actually had a, done a pretty good job, at least maintaining a good floor as next start. So, so 13 times in his career, He's followed up a top ten finish with at least a top twenty. Like, you know, it, that doesn't really kill you. It's not ideal. Mm. It's not going to kill you if you hit on other things in this, you know, in your lineup, especially with how deep this field is. You know, right. you can make up for that. So, and then he followed the top ten with a fortieth or worse, which actually would kill you twelve times. So it's about a coin flip on if <laughs> he's going to do that. I mean, that, I would have to probably look at other golfers, but I imagine it's a pretty good rate as far as you got about fifty fifty chance he follows it up with actually a decent finish and it won't kill you. So. You know, I mean, like I I came in this week thinking maybe there would be so much negativity on him that, you know, the ownership wouldn't be as much. And, you know, that that might be the pivot play, but it it isn't. He's gonna be approaching 18, 20%. You know, people are going back to him. So I mean, I I think Rom, Rory, Fino are all good options. They're all I think you just have to understand that all three of them are gonna be popular and you know, just try and work around that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean that's it. I mean, my pick out of this whole thing is is Rom, because I'm a Rom fanboy. And I can't trust Reed at all. Like, I just can't like, this seems like a, a great course for him. Like, cause he's good around the greens and he's a scrambler and he's a grinder. And this is that type of course for him, at least in my brain. Right. But I can't trust him on that. And then Shoffley, I, I don't care that there's not, not fans there. He has a terrible course history. And for some reason, I don't really like Xander.
1: You've always had a thing against Xander. Yeah. And I,
0: I, I don't know why, like it's completely like I, just, I have no, I, I literally don't know why. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Does he have a punchable face like Cantley does? No, that no, not as much as Cantley. Cantley has a pretty punchable face. He looks like he was like, he he walked around Havitt like with the white sweater like around his waist like Cantley, not not Xander, and that's that's why I want to punch him and those stupid fucking feet. Right there, let's not talk about Cantley anymore.
1: Let's talk more about Xander then. <laughs> right, that go. that that is that's the million dollar question, here. because a that, on paper, there is no reason why he shouldn't do well here. It is a driver's course. He hits the ball straight. He hits a nice fade off the tee, he's a good scrambler, good putter. Like, what are you missing on paper? It really is just this narrative around him that he somehow just walks on Tory Pines and just can't play well. Now a lot of people try to explain it this week it's probably wrong but the reason he had to get getting, tickets
0: for his family and his friends
1: yeah or it's oh it's fun. not like a practice round he's not expecting how the course is i mean i think that's the biggest bullshit excuse right. it's just oh it's a he's he's used to playing with this practice round then it gets a tournament condition he doesn't know what to do yeah was, Shut that, up. that's pretty exactly. stupid so <laughs> yeah. i i feel like it's at some point he is going to play well here i feel like yeah it's, it's just going to happen he's a good player and <laughs> what i'm having a hard time Buying into though is if he's going to actually be unpopular. Like, is he actually going to be a? No, he's, he's always, he's always, he's always going to have over ten percent ownership. He's not going to be chalky. Well, ten uh, percent above ten thousand dollars is not that popular.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, look, I mean, so I mean, if you take a look at it, I mean, based on the projections now, you got Rom and now just below twenty. You got Rory at about twenty-three, and Xander's at twelve. So clearly, but, I, I, which is I still mean, It,
1: it was now. under ten percent, I think before this morning, before I think people started taking the angle of, oh, well, he's not popular and they should go with him. So exactly. exactly. And we've talked about
0: that before, right? So like, Hey, listen, guys, we think are not going to be chalky uh, or going to, we're going to be able to pivot to, this is why you got to look at this shit late at night, like Thursday, early morning or, or late at night, Wednesday, early morning, Thursday, because people will talk to themselves into, oh, well shit, he's, he's not owned. So let me go ahead and change my lineups and, and get him. Well, guess what? There's 10,000 other people thinking the fucking same way you are. So now the whole ownership shifted and now he's not, an unpopular play anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think he's worthy of, in GPPs to use. Okay, I and mean, just because just because on paper there is nothing negative about him, and it really is just yeah, no, it's course a mental that's that's narrative. It. Yeah, no, that's Well, I mean, listen, like you know, three max or just like you know, one max entries. If yeah, you could. I mean, Ram and Rory are pretty much you know money in the bank as far as what they can be. So you know, and there is ways to build around it. with, you know, you know, Xander's six hundred bucks cheaper than Rory, like you can make
0: yeah. them from somewhere or, else. This like, like, yeah, this is yeah, all, yeah. listen, I, I get it, but I don't know, man. Like I, so I feel like it, especially like in a, I guess if you're doing a single entry, like large GPP, I get throwing Xander in there. But if you're doing like a small field, like, you know, whatever, fucking 300, like even like 750 people, just, just take Ron or Rory And if he fails, guess what? Third 20 to 25%, probably in a single entry, especially if was a higher dollar, you're probably looking at like 30 to 32% are going to own that player. If they fail, then 30 to 35% of other people are going to fail too. You just need to make it up with the other five to six versus Xander is going to be, you're going to be 15%. And now you got some work to do. You better hope everybody fucking
1: else. Hits. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a good take. Right. So, all right. So we went through that and so we got the nine K region. We got, a, we got a bunch of dudes in there, man, like a bunch. Mm-hmm. So why, why don't you jump off first? all right. So hang on. Where the fuck did it go? Son of a bitch. I flipped it.
1: You want me to start first? Then? Yeah, you go ahead and fucking stuff. All right. I mean, I, I, I think when I first saw Harris English's price at 9,800 bucks that I was, I got some sticker shock with that, but you know, the more I think about it, I mean, it's I, the price is warranted now. And he just over his last 50 rounds. He's been great. He won the tournament champions. I mean, he didn't play well at the Sony, but that was a week after, you know, can't really control that. I mean he's got adequate length. He's not as long as what he used to be, but he's got adequate length, good scrambler, good putter. You know, I, I, I think that's fine. I mean, it's, it might be hard to get him in a lineup if you're using, you know, a ROM or a Rory, but if you want to start your lineup with Harris and then, you know, work your way down from there, you can do that. Um, you know, I mean, I I've chronicled on the column this week, my, how much I love Matthew Wolf. Um, and I'll give you just, you know, I'll, I'll try and summarize it here. I mean, listen, like, like we've talked about, Many times before, bombers eat up long, straight, narrow golf courses, and that's what Matthew Wolf has done in his career. You know, he played well at Detroit Golf Club, that's a, you know, a golf course that's very tightly tree-lined. You know, and everybody says, oh, you got to keep in the fairway. Well, he just bombs over everything, you know, and taxed out for a wedge. Same thing at Harding Park. A lot of people said, you know, they grow up the deep rough. You know, they narrow the fairways. Got it, accuracy is going to matter. And then you see all these. Young bombers at the top of the line, like Matthew Wolf do well there. Same they with Wingfoot, Bryson, and Matthew Wolf separate themselves from the field there. So I don't know why people would be nitpicking Matthew Wolf at Tory Pines when the exact same he can take this exact same strategy of just bomb and gouge, and it works here. Now people want to start nitpicking his scrambling, which I will concede on its surface is not very good. But where he's actually been good scrambling is on these golf courses with smaller greens with deep rough around it, you know, like Detroit golf club, Wingfoot, Harding park. He actually scrambled pretty well at all those places. Maybe he just feels a little more comfortable having deep rough around, you know, the greens, instead of like chipping off tight lies or tight mirror lies or anything. So I'm okay with Matthew Wolf this week. I think he's, I, I mean, I, I have a bet on him at outright now he's going to be pretty popular in DFS. You know, he definitely has a lot of variance to his game. So, but I, I mean, I, it's, I think he can win this tournament and I, I'm, I'm more uncomfortable using him then. Yeah. He's actually not that popular, right? I so, mean, he's, thir- he's third popular in this range. Uh, it's, it's, it's Harris. It's, it's Harris. Wolf, is it's, Hideki. It's Hideki. I mean, Hideki yeah. is sucking up a ton of bonus. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, but like, th- like 13% to me, I mean, that's not bad,
0: dude, Like whatever. Yeah,
1: there's and enough ev- negativity that's kept it lower than what I thought
0: which is nice, but which is like counterintuitive to the angle of, of the article that you show where he's getting like 10% of the MGM handle for fucking one golf tournament. That's a lot. That is a little well, scary.
1: I, I think it's what I said about him last week. He's like, I think people want to bet him outward because he's so explosive. He has a huge ceiling, but he has this massive floor. <laughs> so that's probably what's keeping some ownership yeah. down. On oh, hundred percent like, right. I mean, in a GPP, you want those high variance guys in the cash game. Or you know, and you know, single entry or just yeah, you, yeah. you know, smaller pool. You don't maybe you don't want that.
0: Yeah, well, so. I, I think uh, when I did it up today, I'm at like seventy <sighs> something percent, Wolf. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a lot of Matthew Wolf.
0: It certainly is, sir. It certainly right. is. And uh, listen, man, uh, you were the one talking about last week, man. You got me to buy in. Like I was getting all excited about him. I got the outright as soon as it fucking came out. Like I was like, yes, this all makes sense. Let's go. I'm hundred. So you know, it's all- funny.
1: So there were people that took that strategy. They, they said the same thing as me. He's like, all right, you know, don't use the Amex. Wait for Tory. But now there's people saying, no, don't use it, Tory. Use them at Phoenix now. Are we just gonna keep rolling over map? We're gonna Wolf keep rolling. Now
0: this there's two other guys I want to use at fucking Phoenix No,
1: don't, don't use them this week. Use them at Harbortown. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna turn the back.
0: Yeah, exactly. That that's the perfect course for fucking Wolf Harbor Town. Exactly. Bomb
1: and gouge Harbor Town. <laughs> he he rolls over in his grave.
0: Exactly. So uh I mean the 9k range like, I I mean listen, this I love Wolf. I just told you how much exposed I am to him. Uh I can't go back to to Scotty. I was still too hurt. Like I'm just, I'm just still too hurt. Like he hurt me last week that, that hurt. So there are two big pivots in here that I'm okay with playing. I really like Brooks. I love Brooks at 8%. Like I want, like I said, I watched him Thursday, Friday. He didn't look that bad. That dude was crushing birdies and just his mistakes were something I feel like he fixes right? It 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 wasn't like he was mishitting shit. It wasn't like his drive was going errant. It was miss putts, maybe a chunk chip here or there. Uh, I, I think he'll be okay. Like I, I like Brooks this week a lot.
1: I love Brooks this week. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I don't understand. This is not complicated with him. His first tournament back. And he told us he didn't care about the Amex. Right. Just didn't give a shit. He but, said that he wanted to come back and play his schedule because he wanted to play Tory. Now, I mean, I guess like people may think oh, you know, how serious he's going to make it. It's going to be a practice round. Well, he's going to at least want to make the fucking weekend. He wants to play three rounds on the South course, get some Intel and he's going to want to try hard and win. I feel like he's going to want to at least say, all right, I want to be in contention. I want to know what it feels like to be towards the top of the leaderboard on this golf course under pressure situations to prepare for June. So this is going to be locked in Brooks on a golf course that is long. That is, is narrow, has deep rough. Where have we seen him dominate those golf courses? Oh, a lot of them. A lot of places. Beth exactly. Page Black. And it's Beth a lot
0: of people. Beth Page Black to me was like that was that was so impressive to me. Like what he did to that golf course was fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah and that's that's another one where they're like, oh, accuracy matters. And guess what? Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepper ran away the thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean and it, it's it's also it's like I said with a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes that are left to right, and all Brooks does is hits a fade. So he's just going to do that over and over and over and over. It's, it's a great golf course for him. I'm surprised. I think he's only played this tournament once maybe, and it didn't really go all that great, but he's locked. You know, he's locked in. Now he has a purpose of playing. Well, I think he's going to be fine. I think I'm going to go ahead and double down on my outright oh, on Brooks. Let's
0: go ahead yeah, and that, double that's that's about,
1: that, that price was disrespectful. 30 to one. Yeah. I'm going like to go Sun, ahead. Sung, Sung Jay was ahead of him in the betting odds. I think Hoblin is <laughs> ahead of him on the betting. odds. Like, come on.
0: Oh no, nah, I think, I think Hovland was a little behind here, I,
1: I, I thought Hovland was like 28 to one.
0: I see. That's a fucking terrible. <laughs> I, Who
1: the fuck so. was I mean, that? that's that's a guy I like this week too is Hovland.
0: Yeah. But who's going to bet him 28 to one. I
1: that's mean, terrible. nobody, nobody. So oh. I, mean, I, 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 I like Hovland too. I mean, a lot of his like, people, I think still have the misconception that he's a terrible scrambler cause of what he said, but over his last 50 rounds, he's actually gaining strokes around the green now. So I mean, that might be fixed and you know, he hits it long enough. So, I mean, he played here as an amateur. That didn't go very well for him. Uh, I think that's it count. It's like a good bet like, at 16. Well, no shit. I was fucking 16. Yeah. There, there's a perception that he can't play on POA, but he won the U.S. amateur at fucking Pebble Beach. That's a POA golf course. I assume he can probably cut putt competently at some point in order to win that tournament. That's a kind of the big deal in order to win that. So yeah. You know, I mean, listen, I, I, think the scrambling is actually legitimately fine. He's a good enough ball striker where I think he can be a good pivot this week. He's not getting a lot of ownership either. I mean, the guys I'm not on is it's sung Jay, it's Sheffler. And I don't want anything to do with Hideki. If he's going to be this popular, because I just I don't, don't trust know. him.
0: No, that, that guy has taken my dick and put it in a draw and slammed it shot too many yeah, times.
1: there There's a narrative going around with him is that if you, if you click the little check mark with POA, he's actually gaining strokes putting here's the problem with that. There are not a lot of golf courses. I, and I'd like to actually maybe see with fancy national, what they're actually calculating and capturing a because, but there's yeah. a lot, a lot of pure POA greens right. on the PGA tour. They play other than a couple of major venues, which are one-offs the only one I can think of that is a recur. There are recurring POA greens are Pebble beach, which he never plays. He plays this one, Riviera, which he usually plays. And then the Safeway, which is hit or miss. So, I mean, I, I think the defaults like the last 50 rounds of POA, I don't think he's had 50 rounds ever at POA. Yeah. So it's probably a small sample size. I don't know how many tournaments they played. I don't know how long back that, you know, that goes. I mean, the fact of the matter is the dude is a mess and everyone's getting excited that he finished 19th at the Sony. <laughs> really? he was 10,200 that week.
0: Yeah. I just snorted by the way. that that made me snort.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, he's got a good history here. I just, I don't trust this guy. And if everyone's going to have, if he's going to have 20% ownership, I, I don't want anything to do with it.
0: Yeah. Listen, I I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. All right. So, all right. Well, that's terrifying. I love when we're in agreement that's, we actually need to start charting that too. When we both agree on a golfer, what do they do?
1: I'm I'm sure we have you know, I do a lot of work for the guys in the Slack channel. It's time for them, th- <laughs> let's have them track that shit.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So before we dip into the AK range, listen, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what gens only care about. Sports betting. So the best part is, is you'll be able to get free picks from the SGPN crew, like yours truly. So listen, make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sports government podcast dot com slash btv so you don't miss out on any of our videos if you subscribe you get a notification every time a new video is posted uh, last week uh, I gave out Siwu uh, I gave out uh, I all the matchups hit Siwu got out uh, the only thing that missed I think that I gave out was Patrick Reed top ten because he's a fat fuck right that's it basically Uh, sorry, better than Vegas. If you don't like cussing, but you're literally advertising with a gambling podcast. So I assume you, that you're okay with it. Um, so go to sports gambling com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than dot Vegas page today. That's sports gambling com slash B T B. So it's funny. I just, I literally just got a text. Hey, uh, you got any, uh, you got any Euro tips? I'm like, uh. (laughs) <laughs> give me, give, give me like a half hour. <laughs>
1: give me like a half hour. It's a good f- It's a good field again. I know. It, it, you know what? It actually, it has me uh, motivated to exercise in the mornings. I just hop on the elliptical and I just throw on the Euro tour. It's great. So yeah, if if you have a new year's resolution of losing weight and you're struggling with that and you're a golf fan, just do that. You got free golf in the morning. You can watch while you're on the treadmill or something.
0: Where the fuck do they even play the Euro? Like, what's it on? It, what do you
1: now mean? Keep in mind, on? keep in mind. Most of us
0: oh, it's, a, it's, on cable. it's on Golf Channel. It's on golf channel. Okay. All yeah. right. We can, we yeah, it's we
1: can. on at like 3am to like 7am. All
0: right. Well, that, that, that makes sense. See, I usually pass out right before three. And when I wake up at six, it's, Getting my kids out the door and shit. It's not fucking. <laughs> it's it's not. There's no TV time. Dude, it's eat you not, your cereal. It's, it's, it's eat your cereal. Let's go. Where's your book bag? Wait. What's happening? Let's go. Where? How did you lose your shoes from yesterday? That's my dealing that's, with
1: kids on three hours sleep is not advisable. Everybody.
0: Yeah, listen. You can't all be built like me. It's typically like four to five hours. I didn't say I go to bed at three. I said I pass out before three. It's usually like one one thirty. I usually fall asleep. But you know, four and a half hours man. Listen, uh, I'm cranking all day, baby. Lots of coffee lots of coffee. All right. So we got the eight K range. Uh, so we got Siwoo Slack channel, fucking hero. Like, Holy shit. Did you see what Munaf actually put down on that motherfucker? I didn't see how much I, it was this on social media. Cause I'm not on social media and I didn't see the ticket. Dude, he put like over oh, 500 bucks down. He made like 28 grand. He made like 28 K on that shit, bro.
1: <laughs> no wonder you're celebrating <laughs> to wet sand
0: exactly. Exactly. He sent That's me that show. I was like, you him. gotta be fucking kidding me. I was happy with fucking 15 bucks. The, the, um, uh, and then we got Bubba Leishman day Smith, Palmer, Scott, Billy Horschel, Willie Z Louie and Ricky. So you jumped off on the last one. So in this range, at least based on my bills, betting wise, I really like, I like Smith, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, I like Day. I like Day, but see here's the deal. I like Day, but his odds, he's all the way down to like thirty-three. So I I, I got on him late because I was I was him and Harn whether I wanted to get on him or not. Now he's down to thirty-three. And I'm like, he goes off, he goes he goes off on the uh the south course, right? I think I
1: think he goes off the I, I think he goes I'd off. I'd have to I have to check, but yes, I think it's I,
0: the South Course. Yeah, I think he wrote down on the South Course. I wrote it down and uh and if he goes off on the South coast, fuck it. I'm just going to wait and see if I, hopefully I can get a better number. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, that, that that's, that's an arcane angle. We'll talk about layers. Yeah. As as, I mean, if yeah, guys start on the South he course, goes, he, he probably goes
0: go. off. He goes off on the South course. I just looked okay. at it. Um, so I, I like him for DFS too. He's kind of chalky. He always worries me. Um, they always worries me. I, I mean, in this range, I oh, mean, I'm really torn. I I I don't want any of Palmer. Palmer chalk is never good ever, ever, even though. I talked myself into it two weeks ago after he performed well at, uh, was the tournament champions. And he came out and shat himself at Sony. Uh, yeah, he, he's just he not, he
1: did. He actually finished okay at the Sony by the way, but oh,
0: he, didn't. he got me like 26 grand in my one and done.
1: Fuck. Him. I mean, I, from finishing position, I think he was what, like 110 that the first round. He finished like T30. Yeah.
0: Whatever. So. Don't give a shit. <laughs> so and still, still dead. still dead. That motherfucker is still dead and everybody's on him. So I don't want to be on him. Uh, and everybody's on Adam Scott. Literally everybody. It's like nobody cares that he can't putt his way out of a wet paper bag. Nobody cares. Nobody cares.
1: Well, he's, and, I, and I've been guilty of this too. I, he's been getting his tires pumped for a while now. I mean, I, ever since I think the US Open, and these are his results since the U S open. So T 38 U S open T 32 at the Houston open T 34, the masters T 21, the tournament champions T 41 to the Sony. And it keeps, it, we keep hearing the same argument about him. Well, he's a proper ball striker, you know, and it, there's all these excuses that are made for him. He's a good scrambler. He's good on poet. And just like where, when are the results actually coming? Like, I mean, yes, he's been a very consistent ball striker, but this kind of was a little bit like the trap that Harris English was in for a while where the ceiling wasn't very high. Like it was putting up consistently good ball striking numbers that make it actually look good on paper. But overall, you don't see those big boom weeks that actually pay off. And then you get results like constant top 40 finishes over and over and over and over. And everyone's on him this week. It seems like everyone has an outright on him. He is, I think the pe- person that people thought was going to be the sleeper pick, like the under the radar guy, because he hadn't been playing well, but then everybody ended up saying him and now he has 20% ownership. So you're right, I'm not gonna be on him. There's nothing really in the results and the stats. Like listen, he can have a great approach game for a while, but at at some point he's got to produce. Yeah. At some and point he got to it's it, it's not really happening. And if everybody's on him I'm just going to pass.
0: Yep. I agree. Uh, so like I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty confused in this range. So in one lineup, I really like, I have this very small window of cash and it's between Scott Horschel and Willie Z. And obviously I can go lower than that, but I don't want to, (laughs) and I don't want to take Louis because I always take Louis and I feel like this is not a course fit for him. So that leaves me between Billy Horschel, who I really don't like and Willie Z a kid who's super young. I have no fucking idea what he's going to do. All
1: right. I mean, I think I'm the wrong person, about Willie Z cause I, I hold him to his high esteem. It's like Morikawa and like Hovlin. It's like so these, young gu- these young guns who, <sighs> yeah, he, he has, he has the talent to be up there with those guys immediately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, like, you know, I know they're against weaker fields and this is the toughest field he's faced, but at the end of the day, you're playing the golf course, not really the field. No, absolutely and the that's fact a, he's coming out, finishing top tens, and you know, he went to the US Open freaking wing foot, his yeah. T five. Like yeah. I, I like and I know it's a Corn Fairy Tour, but like have you actually looked at like his Corn Fairy stats? Steve, you he, know the, like, Steve, you know the answer to that all right. He made like yeah. I think the, I think he made like <laughs> 20 starts and he finished inside the top ten in like half of them. Like, that's right. that's not a joke. Like that's like there's still a lot of very talented players down there. and yeah, he's, a, he's a big hitter. You know, I mean, does he have a great short game and putter? You know, he's a young player, probably no. But I mean, listen, right. he hits the ball a mile. He's a great iron player. Like, I I just. I, all
0: right, all right, Willie I, Z. I, I, I have irrational. Like, I didn't. I that. didn't really need much arm twisting to get there. So, you listen, that's fine. No Billy Horshol, Willie Z, and I needed to talk myself off a Louis because I'm correct in thinking this is in his golf course. Yes.
1: Yeah, but we don't really know what his game is coming in. Like yeah, he like usually usually he's played, I think, like some of the South African tournaments. Right. We kinda of seen before. He's coming nice cold, and like we saw it with Woodland, we saw it with Molinari, we saw the Fowler. We don't really know what their say their games are coming in. And you know, he's still a talented player. He can still put up results. Listen, so. I love Louis. All right, listen, I'm not disparaging Louis. I'm just saying I, that like, I think you could use Louie this week.
0: So, you would take Louie over fucking. I Louis. would
1: take him over Horsell for sure. No, no, no. Yeah, I, 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 I don't buy the Horsell love. So, he gained eight strokes putting at the Sony. He hit the ball like crap. He has continued to hit the ball like crap ever since he blew that 40 to 1 bet for us. Maybe he just feels really bad and sad that he cost everybody money because he blew it. You know, the Jim Herman of all people. Herman. Yeah. The Herman. So. Uh, listen, just I mean, I, I I think people have the idea in their head. that He's like, you know, this like great ball striker, good scrambler. I mean, he's only gained .01 strokes around the greens his last fifty rounds. That's that's or average. That's not elite, guys. So, I mean, Victor Hovland's gaining more strokes per round his last fifty rounds than Billy Horschel is. So, you know, enough with the narrative. He's this fantastic scrambler, fantastic ball striker. He's kind of been overrated for that for a while. So, I don't really want to bank on that this week. And. I would rank it Zalatorist Louis, Horschel for sure. Well, fuck it, I'm going Willie Z because I'm biased by Louis. So, all
0: right, no Bo. Thanks for taking me off him. Oh, Billy, not Bo. <laughs> all right, so we got. Um, uh, before
1: before we move on, can I say one thing about Ryan Palmer? Yeah, come on. That's that's interesting from what I found. So, I mean, he is he checks a lot of boxes in the fact that he's a long hitter. He's got great course history. When you dig into the course history a little bit, though. A lot of it has been done at the North Course. So he's had 62s twice in his career there, bunch of 67, 66. And listen, that matters over the course of four yeah. rounds. It works. But at the South Course, he's not quite as bulletproof. And if I'm going to be following the crowd on Ryan Palmer, who honestly is in on a little bit of a heater and playing above his baselines. He was on a heater. He's not on a heater anymore. Well, I mean, going back to last fall, it still is. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm going to be doing that. I don't love the fact that I'm basically banking on a massive explosive round at the North Course that may not come. So, although I I do want to point out one thing, I heard a really bad take about Ryan Palmer. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were going to tell me that. Yeah, on
1: on a very mainstream show. And maybe he just misspoke, but he made a complete sentence about this. So he said that. You know when he's pumping up Ryan Palmer as this super secret that he thinks that only he knows about and no one else does. He says, you know, you wouldn't think that he would be good at Tory Pines because he's not quote unquote not a long hitter, but he's accurate. So let's let's dissect this. Let's go over the. No. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to the last ten years on the PJ Tour. So in driving distance over the last ten years, he has in order: Ben, fifteenth, tenth, twenty-third, thirteenth, twelfth. 27th, 27th, 60th, 70th, 50th. Now, I mean, he's over 40 years old. He obviously lost some distance and some speed in his club seat, but he's still 60th and hitting the ball 300 yards. He's fine with distance. Uh, What about accuracy, though? You know, he's an accurate player. Well, 144th, 145th, 133rd, 151st, 120th, 132nd, 130th, 120th, 101 and 137th. That is the literal opposite. Of what Ryan Palmer is. He is a bomb and gouger. He has always been a bomb and gouger. The, so if you're making a decision on Ryan Palmer this week because he's an accurate player, but he's not a long hitter, that is fucking backwards and <laughs> insane.
0: Yeah, you've been sitting on that. Fuck, when did we talk? We talked on was it Monday we talked? And you were like, Yeah, I got something for you.
1: <laughs> it, I, I could not believe he, this guy said this.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. So we we ought to blow that dude up, but whatever. He's very uh, popular, and uh, it's uh, not NBC and not ABC. But uh. <laughs> all
1: right, let's let's just let's just move on. I I just wanted to get that off because it just I I've heard a lot of bad takes this week about what works and what why you should like certain players. That that just that that and that's, that, that's that stopped me dead in my train. I had to rewind three times to make sure I heard it. Right. <laughs>
0: You're like, hang on, hang on. So I have too many. No. All right. So we got the seven K range like always, right? This is where we live and die. Blah, 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 blah. Same should I say every goddamn week. Right. But uh, there's lots of guys in this fucking rage. Uh, lots of guys. So give me the, your whatever of three, four favorites that you like. All
1: right. I mean, I, I, one of the guys I like is, I mean, he's, he's popular, but Charles Howell the third, I mean, he just has a really good course history here. You know, he has more length off the tee than you would think. And that, that's another guy, by the way, that I heard the take of, you know, he's not all that long, but he's really accurate. Like, I mean, Charles Howell third ranked consistently inside the top 30 in driving distance and consistently outside the top 100 in driving accuracy for most of his career. So. I mean, again, that's another guy here. Everybody thinks is accurate. He's not really accurate, but regardless, you know, he's got more of than you think off the tee, you know, he's a putt's great on Poe. He's a good scrambler. He's popular, but I think he's play, he's pretty safe this week. He's playing pretty well too. Um, and he's gained about half a stroke per round, you know, over his last 50 rounds, eight minutes. That's not bad. You know, Carlos Ortiz is a guy that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle a little bit this week. I've, I've heard his name bounced around a couple places. So his ownership's creeped up a little bit, but you know, he's checked a lot, by he's, you know, he's I'm just hundred off the tee. That's plenty long enough for this golf. Course. He's a good scrambler, decent, on, you know, on POA. So he's playing really well lately too. So I like Ortiz. Yeah. You know, I think this is an Eric van Royen golf course. It's not a golf course where, you know, the problem with him for the past couple of weeks was he'd have all these birdies and then he'd have a triple. And then you go, you know, birdie and then like double triple. I mean, what, what happens on this golf course, it's just, a, if you're playing poorly, It's just a never ending string of bogey, bogey, bogey. There's not really like those triples that like really blow a guy like Eric Van Rooyen up. And I mean, if you want to look at kind of like an angle here, it's Kikuyu Grass, which is very popular in South Africa, which he grew up playing. You know, he tends to do pretty long or pretty well on these long, narrow golf courses because he's just a bomber. So I kind of like him this weekend. His ownership is down. Usually he's a darling. So, and then, you know, Cameron Tringali again is one of these boring, safe. Options that just kind of checks a lot of boxes. You know, he's got decent length, good putter, good scrambler. You know, he he doesn't have that high of ownership, so I kind of got. I've I've been in a situation where I'm in the low seven thousands. You know, I'm left. You know, and he's sitting around like a doc Rebbin who I don't like for this golf course. Not way too short. Like uh, Doug Gim, who is popular, (sighs) but I don't really love for this golf course. And I'm finding myself going a little bit to Cameron Tringali this week.
0: All right. All right. So I actually got, I got three different So I'll, I'll listen, you already heard me talk about him. Camp champ. Like, listen, everybody was on last week. He was chalk. And guess what? His caddy is possibly the worst person in the world, right? Fucking the worst, but whatever. Like
1: this golf course is built for him. Yes. Yes, it is. He actually okay. had a decent finish there. Well, no, he didn't have a decent finish last year, but he's, It it is a bomb and gouge golf course. We saw him do it at Harding park. This is basically a longer version of Harding park. Okay. So, whatever, dude,
0: a super depressed ownership compared to last week, seventy nine hundred and you got all you got Davis right above him, right? You got Woodland right below him. This is a great pivot point for DFS. Look, he could do the same fucking thing he did last week. He could just completely shit all over himself. But this is a great pivot point for DFS. It really is because I I mean, all all the ownership is flowing everywhere else around him. Um, And then burns is chalky. So I don't want to deal with him uh, because I already got burned by him again. Right. But uh, I'm with you on Carlos Ortiz. Um, I really like him this week. Ownership's not crazy. Um, I'm not so much on CH three. I just feel like he's getting too old, man. Like I feel like his course history is starting to kind of negate because he missed the cut. Was it cut last week? Or was it the week before?
1: I think it was last week. I don't know. Either it way. And, pers- he had, and, pers- a, pers- and he
0: had a great course history. Like, all right, this is a great guy to throw in. He'll make the cut. Like never misses the cut there. I missed the cut. I just feel like father times catching up to CH3. Not everybody can be uh, TB12, but I like your boy, Lanto Griffin, right? 7,400. I mean, this feels like the price point where I like to pay Lanto Griffin, right? Like I'm comfortable playing him here. Uh, I mean, he's been good, right? He hasn't been terrible, right? Like burned, he burned you. Was the last week or two weeks ago? It's
1: been two straight weeks. Two straight weeks.
0: All right, so let's go. Come on.
1: No, I mean, I I, I like him too. Um, I mean, the only thing that is a little bit concerned is he he is a disaster around the greens. So, but he has adequate length, yeah. decent putter he is still talented. This is a better price point. So, you know, I could swing around too. I like, I like Lanto at this point. And you talked me into EVR, even okay. though, even though I,
0: I was talking shit about him, I think who knows? I talk shit about everybody, so whatever. A couple of podcasts ago, I was talking. You,
1: you you talk trash about him when he's popular. When he's not, you like right. him. I'm okay with him. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I'm fine with him, especially at this price point, point, five percent ownership. Whatever, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm with you on Doug Gim. Like, uh, I like him. Uh, I was on him a week early, off him when the week he did good. Uh, but his ownership, once again, it, the same same thing as last time. Right? Fucking almost ten percent ownership projected. Nah, nope, I'll pass. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we got some good guys in there, and
1: then dumps to dive in here, especially. Well, no, wanna... no, I'm not. I'm not ready to move on yet. Oh, okay. All oh, right, so so easy. I'm so sorry. a couple a couple sorry, things. I so, a <sighs> so I think we should talk about why the guys are popular this weekend. It's because it's the blueprint of bombers. So, listen, on paper, I can't argue with why you would want to take Cameron Davis, Gary Woodland, Sam Burns, because they are bombers. They're decent putters. So, that is the cookie cutter template. Do well here the only thing that would dissuade you is just popularity. Right? So, I mean, I think if I'm picking nits here, you know, cam Davis gained five strokes putting last week. So mm-hmm. that could regress. Great stuff, He's man. actually he's kind of a decent putter, So how far that could fall. I'm not really sure. Maybe he has a little bit of a Florida one who mm-hmm. knows, but I mean, if you want to pick nicks with him, that's going to regress. Maybe he's probably not going to produce as much as what he did last week, but he's a really young talented player. I think highly of him too. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top 10 again. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what we have to focus on Two is the guys who are the short knockers who are really good scramblers, like the Brant Snedeker templates, because some of them will be towards the top of the leaderboard and actually do very well. So the guys in this range I've identified as like this Brant Snedeker type of like you know listen they're not the best ball striker, maybe not even the most accurate either, but they're really good scramblers and get up and down for par. They can drain long putts. Like th- there's a group of players. So Alex Noren, you know, he lost in a playoff here to Jason day in 2018, you know, the ball strike is a mess. Actually, frankly, he's been kind of a mess lately, but still really good scrambler. So we're really get Potter on POA. You know, I can have Mackenzie Hughes. That's another type of guy that he's a mess. he to green, but you know, once he gets there, he can drain long putts, you know, that can have Adam Hadwin showed a little bit of life on the overseed of Bermuda last week. Again, decent Potter, Decent scrambler, Rory Sabatini definitely showed some light before he vomited all over himself and actually cashed a uh, matchup for me in round four. Oh, yeah, me too, baby. Me too. Thank that God. was great. Frankie Molinari beat him at the Go. end. Go, but I mean, Sabatini before he hit it in the water and something, he actually had a pretty good tournament. You know, he's again like kind of a best tee to green, but good scrambler, good putter, not the longest guy. <laughs> you know, James Han's kind of that same road, John ha, huh, you know, he actually is kind of popular this week because yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's been playing well since last fall. He actually had a disastrous putting week last week. He's actually a good putter. So that's looking for the bounce back, but he's again, short hitter, good scrambler, good putter. And then, I mean, the original OG of the Brad Snedeker template, Brad Snedeker, Snedeker. himself. <laughs> so one of these guys are going to be up there. So it's a question of which one, I mean, or someone like this is going to be up there. So, I, I mean, to me, I know he's popular, but I mean, just riding the John HUD train a little more. Like, he's just, the guy's been playing great. And, you know, there's a lot of check mark boxes he has for his golf course. And then, I mean, Rory Sabatini, I think for me, he's just been playing pretty good. Like, it, I, I, I was off him last week because he burned me bad at the Sony. And now I kind of want to go back to him, which is dangerous because, I mean, you know, maybe I'm just off on when to use Sabatini, but I mean, that's, those are the two in this range where, and maybe James Hahn too, just of guys who I think can kind of overcompensate the lack of distance with the little things That's Torrey pines. All right. All right. That's a lot. That's a lot of names to dive through. Well, hey. I mean, it's, it's a pop. I mean, otherwise you're going to have, you know, six bombers in your lineup and that. Yeah, you're right. There's it a lot of ways to skin it, There are different ways to skin yeah, It's right. Pines, and right. You have to. I mean, and a lot of these guys are going overlooked because they don't have distance. Yeah. No, you're right.
0: No, you're right. All right. So, all right. So we're gonna go dumpster diving here. We're we're already we're already in over an hour. So we're gonna keep the dumpster diving quick. All right. <laughs> um, so, six k. Give me three plays and four if you need to, and keep the analysis shut.
1: All right. Well, I mean, everyone's on Luke list, so why don't mm-hmm. we look at players who are not Luke list then? So <laughs> you win know, Winham Wynd- Clark does a lot of the same things that Luke List does. You know, he just doesn't have the crazy ownership. Although that's gonna creep up a little bit. He was long, he's a good scrambler, puts on Poa. Um, you know, he's hit the ball pretty well this last few outings, so I, I like him. You know, yeah. Andy Old is a really talented player. I mean, he he's relatively new the professional circuit, but the guy killed on the amateur circuit, he's going to be a really good pro at some point he hits it a mile too. So, you know, that's someone who I think is un- under the rare, just cause everyone doesn't really know who he is. And then my boy, Bo Hossler, and uh, listen, <laughs> I, he, he he's longer than I thought D- dude gained some muscle or clubs fed sweet or something from when you know, <laughs> he went to Marion, and was just a little pipsqueak you know, right. the over there, but dude bombs off teak and putt. I he's been awful, but he's got two good things are going for, him. I mean, he's 60, what, 6,300 bucks or something. Yeah. So that's a, And How then there are, 6, there, there are a never ending parade of, if you want bombers in this range, there are a ton of them. So JB Holmes, you know, he's back. <laughs> I made a case for him in the column this week, as far as me, why you'd want to use him. Patrick Rogers, like we mentioned, you know, that's yep. a guy Christopher Ventura. He's a Tyler McCumber, Will Gordon, Scott Harrington, all the way down at the bottom there, too. I mean, all those guys just wail away at the, tee, at the off the tee with the you know the ball there. So yeah. you know, t- I mean, if if you got if you're down to the felt, like <laughs> bomb bombers work here. Great and reference. A lot of cheap options that you can just kind of throw in there and hope it hits.
0: Yeah. Listen, I, I agree. So my guys are Rogers. Right, list, uh, listen. I'm, I'm well aware. I'm, I'm walking into a trap. I'm still gonna walk into the trap. Um, and you got when, when we were talking the other day, and you brought up Ogle Tree. I'm 100% on Ogle Tree now. Like I'm like yeah, let's go. Like I, I bought in. Like I love to be, you know me, man. I love to be first. I, I'd rather I'd rather be wrong five times than when he finally hits. Like it pays off, right? So count this as time number one. I'm in on this motherfucker. Let's go.
1: God, I hope he hits. Now you're you're gonna
0: cancel the podcast. No, <laughs> nah, I won't care. No, nah, I won't cancel. So, I'm not a guy in the six thousand. Listen, I might have a top twenty on him already, and uh, you know whatever. It is what it is, man. This is the type of shit I get excited about. I like to fucking gamble, right? This is what I like. Um, and uh, I also like just uh, I like Ventura. Um, I don't know if I said him already. Um, and Vegas, come on, baby, give me some Johnny Vegas coming back from COVID. Maybe he's got some superpowers. He can actually have a fucking short game now. Let's go. He hits it a mile. He does, baby. So That's the only go. thing he fucking does. Uh, but but I like him on that. But um, and then I uh, actually, was it was
1: a Hoagie at 6900. He's actually got a pretty good uh course history, yeah. Tom Hoagie. Yeah, he does. He does. I I think. I've- I have a little bit of hoagie fatigue though. I've used him for the past couple of weeks. Hasn't really worked out too well. I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to take a little break. Okay. And, and I actually kind of like Higgs too.
0: So um, I just like a, I like a fat drunker uh, who, who, uh, who just seems like he's always having fun out there. And he did that cranberry video that me fucking laugh.
1: Yeah. He played well at Tory Pines last year too. So I, yeah. I think he's been getting a little bit of ownership because of that. But yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. He hits a yeah. three oh one off the tee. So good enough Whatever, for me. Man. than me. um, So, all
0: right, before we break into the big short and the betting segments, uh, listen, better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market, uh, like GameStop guys, like GameStop. If you missed that, Uh, the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. And since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there's no house. You can play for money in 40 States. Plus they're going to be doing a weekly college basketball contest on Wednesday and Saturday. $10 $10 to Anna and each user will start with a thousand edge coins to wager on the games to play with the highest earnings. We'll take the whole pool of entry fees. It's a battle Royale winner to take all find the link underneath the competition stab, sign up today at BetterEdge and use promo code SGP for a free dollar 10, a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. And listen, just in case you ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, Ace is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive betting website and with all the lines updated and up to the second, and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer service, going 24/7, and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Perhead offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to slash sgp That's slash All right, housekeeping done. All right, give us your big short, kid. What do you got? All
1: right, well, it it, it was going to be Adam Scott, but As I've just been listening over the past forty-eight hours, just about where people are putting their bets and you know, basically, you know, putting their faith in you know, certain guys. I'm changing it. It my big short is Hideki Matsuyama, and he finishes, and he finishes outside the top thirty. And okay. Him. And he just he disappoints again. I don't trust the guy. Every okay. time it seems like for the last two years, we get all excited about Hideki Matsuyama, like this is finally it, it's building. And it just doesn't happen. And I, I just the fact that he is so, so, so popular and he's still so flawed. I just I can't do it. I think he's gonna disappoint everybody and let right down. So yeah, Hideki's my big short this week.
0: All right. Well shit. I like, I'll drink to that because fuck it. all right. So one segment, I know we were texting about it earlier, um, but based on info you gave me, pretty sure I'm going to have to f- change mine now. Now it's a coin flip. With, really? Yeah. With fee now, fuck it's a coin flip now, whether you fucking coast top 20 or fucking top 50. I just need money. I just need, I need, I need to get that little spack to get the, the, the heater going, but I don't so know. What,
1: I, so where are you leaning
0: then? I don't fucking know. Who are you taking? I can't remember. who.
1: Well, I was going to go now.
0: No, I thought you said I was going to take now.
1: I know. And I let you have now. Well, fine. You take now. Well,
0: I, I. You take Fino. I you think want to, now take, I, take I,
1: Fino. I, I, think, I think I'm going to take Finau. Do you want to just switch who we were going to be on?
0: Well, what was I going to take? I
1: was going to be on Harris English.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Let's switch. I'll take English. You take okay, now. Fine. fine. Done. Take, there you go. Done. Listen, we, Done. I, and we've given the analysis. Just fucking listen to it. That's why we picked them. All right.
1: We also can't do any
0: worse than we did last week because we took goose. Both out. missed the fucking cut. Un- Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Whatever. This is my first one and done. It makes me stressed out. It's only one pick and I fucking overthink it every goddamn week. <sighs> anyway. All right. So no first round leaders because uh, the books are cowards.
1: Uh, <laughs> so. Well, I mean, th- there are a couple books that over it split, but I don't know. The, the paths aren't as good. Yeah. Those, so yeah, yeah. let's Whatever. let's we'll yeah. we'll see first round leader till uh, where they play oh it's got the same problem again next week too if pebble will be pebble yeah i thought oh no it's it's phoenix it's phoenix next it's week it's phoenix next week we'll get a first uh, round leader yeah yeah next week is a decade. the ultimate region. gambling weekend oh
0: it's so exciting yes yes, yes. and to listen I, I, it's going to be half of me to top the the championship weekend uh with the mx this that was a great weekend for me <laughs> i'm pretty happy well we'll see if we can do at least percent. No, we're going to do, we're going to do better, baby. That's what we're going to do. That's it. All right. So, uh, you want to start with some top tens?
1: Yeah. So say even on, you were on. Yeah. I mean, so, so I, I, I think I gave a set with Fino now that he has a relatively high floor yep. and you get over two to one on him for a top 10. I mean, so shop around the price. I mean, it's probably come down a little bit. I mean, it's close to two to one. You can get in a top 10. I like that. I mean, this is just is golf course. That fits him. I think he bounces back with a good finish again. Um I mean, I was going to be on Brooks Kapka just on the top 10, and I think three to one, but I also laid 30 to one to uh, win the tournament when I saw that price because it's very disrespectful. But I I think he's finishing inside the top 10 this week. I just, he's going to play well. He's engaged. And, you know, this is a golf course that fits him that I think he cares of doing well in to actually have something to build on, you know, for the U.S. Open, which is really what he really cares about at the end of the day. So those are my top 10 bets.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm with you on Brooks. Uh, I'm off uh, now, but I might jump on it. I just didn't like the number. I think it was down like 180 when I was looking at it. But I got uh, Patrick Rogers at 140 to one. Ooh, at top 10. Listen, he's got two top 10s here last three years, right? There like, whatever. I mean, come on. Like, dude, it's fucking 1,400 to one. Throw 10, 20 bucks on it. Dude, that's a nice fucking day. You know what I mean? Right. Like, whatever. It'll help, it'll help us hedge some of these outrights that are going to hit. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true
1: we're, we're <laughs> out of heater, baby.
0: That's right. No, I said some of the outrights we're not going to hit. We're going to hit one of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. All right. So
1: how about some top 20s you got? All
0: right. So uh, I got, <laughs> all right. So I, this is, the, I'm just, just literally scrolling through my, uh, my feed. So I got uh, Rogers at plus 600. Luke Last at plus 500 K- champ at plus two fifty. Smith at two twenty five. Uh and Woodland, what the hell was Woodland at? I was like, I plus like three twenty-five. I think I got him at okay. Oh no. Yeah. Plus 300
1: plus 300. Okay. Yeah. I, I like all those. I mean, I, I have a little bit of outright on Woodland too, but if you want to just yeah, go top too. 20, I think that's no, no, no. Listen, I, 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 like I, 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 I doubled down. I, I okay. no way. So, I mean, I, if you go to sports you'll see the list of guys I think is worthy of putting in the top 20, but I, two, I didn't spotlight that. I, I, I want to take some time right now too, is the, the price on Brant Snedeker and JB Holmes shocked me. Sorry. <laughs> i just given the course history here. I mean, the, the, you didn't, you know, s- s- plus seven fifty 50 on Brandt to finish in the top 20. And I know I he's know, been so bad. He has been really bad. He's been one of the worst golfers I track. Trust me. I look at this shit every week. It's, it's, <laughs> been, it, it's depressing to put negative five strokes, T degree in every single tournament with him. Right. There's just something about this place though. And then I'm getting plus 750. He just has to finish side the top 20. He's got to make I'm, the fucking cut. It's plus seven. Look at the R guys who are plus seven fifty. Right, uh, listen, I had money on that too. Oh, uh, listen, I'm just saying. It's yeah, so I mean, is that and then Jamie Holmes eight to one. I mean, this is kind of. I don't, mind. I don't, about, mind. That. I don't yeah, mind. I don't mind. Yeah, we've been talking about that. You know, we said with that the same thing with Molinar and Woodland and Fowler mm-hmm. that we just don't know where these guys are as coming in. You know. He, Holmes was injured last year. He hurt his wrist. He had COVID last year too. It's yeah. been a while since we've seen him. We don't know where to save his game is, and he tends to crush these early season tournaments. So, yeah, eight to one for a top twenty for a guy who's proven he's done here. Who I don't think is quite washed up either. You know, I, it's I, that that's fine for me to, to lay that. Yeah, I, I,
0: I I'll be fine with you on the Holmes. Holmes is fine. Uh, I can't back you on the standard, girl. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, like he used to be so good, dude. He did, did. he win the fucking FedEx cup? Yes, he did. Along with Bill Haas. What the fuck? How's that happen? Like golf is so goddamn <laughs> weird because <laughs> the FedEx cup is stupid. That's why. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like,
1: uh, but it's seriously like, I mean, like uh, holy shit. Like think about that. that you know, he's how many, win, how many wins on PJ, Tour do you think he has? Uh, Snedeker? Yeah. Mm, seven. Eh, close nine. Okay. So yeah, like, I don't yeah. think it was a bomb. Like, dude, he was on fire there for a
0: minute. Like, like just short game out the ass draining 60 foot putts all over the place. Like, yeah.
1: We, I mean, most of them have come here and at pebble beach and right. wind them. Right. But, uh, saying, listen, he didn't win wins, uh nine wins. He didn't win
0: uh, what, what the fuck were we just talked about. Harbor Island.
1: What the fuck is it called? Uh, no, I, I don't think he's ever won the heritage.
0: Really? Really? That's, that's a Snedeker course too.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I think he's won the Canadian Open. I mean, he's an RBC guy, so I think he won the Canadian. Yep. He's won Tory twice. He's won Pebble, I think, three times. He won the Tour Championship. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking he's crazy. Town. And all he's right. never going to Harbortown.
0: No. <laughs> no. That motherfucker. No, that
1: that's fast. Yeah,
0: that ship is sailed for him. <laughs> no pun intended. Harbour Town. All right. So, all right, what do we got left? We got outrights and matchups. All right. So, what are some of the matchups you like?
1: All right. I mean, I, I I, think Xander is a good pivot play for GPP, but you can get Rory minus 125 heads up against Xander. I'm taking that. I mean, I, like it. I just, th- there is a lot of things that can go wrong with Xander. And I mean, Xander could get a top 10 here, and Rory still beats him. So I like that. Brooks, you can get, uh, so I got him at minus 105. It's come down to even mm-hmm. at this time over yep. Sung J M. And yeah. I don't like Sung J M at all. He gained seven strokes putting last week. And he, you know, he's a terrible scrambler. He's not all that long. There's a lot of things working against Sun Jay at this golf course. And I think Brooks gonna have a big week, so you can do that. You know, you also get Brooks. I think plus one twenty over Patrick Reed, which is a stupid price. I mean, it just Reed's ball striking has just been a mess for ever since last summer. I mean, he wasn't even really striking the ball that well at the, at the U.S. Open. He was kind of, you know, pulling things out of his ass there. So you can get Brooks for plus one twenty over Patrick Reed. You get Hovland minus one hundred five over Reed. I like that too. Um She's got all in on the hate, Yeah, there's a JD Holmes matchup too. He's paired up against KH Lee at minus one ten. He's actually the underdog there. That that shouldn't happen. So right. um I mean there's a couple of our matchups that I'm on to I can't recall. I'll put it in the slack though.
0: Yeah, that's but, fine. Uh, I, yeah, I, you put out the article too, so whatever. So um so mine uh, mine are all plus money. All plus money because I feel like I feel like it's it's or or even or plus money. Let's put it that way. It's always even or plus money. The most I'll go with juice is minus 120 unless I really really love it. Maybe 130. It's because golf's so fucking crazy and you're putting it in on before we know how any of these guys are playing. I love what we do in the second and the third and the fourth round matchups. We get some knowledge and we're able to really pound these fucking lines where we can see a clear discrepancy and we know what the fuck's up.
1: Well, and this kind of works kind of like last week too. Is I purposely didn't put in a matchup. Well, I put one in on Friday that worked horribly. Um, I learned my lesson this time. Anytime you have a golf course where there's like a break with the shot link data, yeah, leave til, it the fuck wait, alone. Wait till Sun. Wait till Sunday. Yeah, to put exactly. I know you degenerates always want to have some action, but you really don't know what's up. A ne- first of all, never do a round one matchup. You have absolutely no, 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 no idea, idea what the hell is going to happen. No. I mean, you're just asking for trouble with that, Yeah, you know, and then you're not, I mean, if the, if they're playing the same course two days in a row for yeah, Friday, I, I like doing Fridays and Saturdays. Cause you, and yep. we saw what they saw, you know, the previous day, but if they came from the North course, you know how they did it. Nope. And then they're going to the North course. I mean, it's a totally different venue. You know, I like, at least at this one, it's it's similar to the South Course, but even so, I wouldn't do it. So wait till Sunday. Then they'll have two rounds under their belt. You can at least see what they did the day before. Like you yep. know, they had a hot putting in the South Course, faded on Sunday, and that yep. that's that's. If you're gonna bet matchups in the tournament, just wait till Sunday.
0: All right. Yeah. Or uh, or or and hear me out on this. You can just be the same degenerate you always are and gamble on it and uh, take what you can do. And uh, you know, listen, take the good with the bad, baby. That's it. You need action on a fucking Friday afternoon. What the fuck else are you betting on? Nothing.
1: All right. We should rename so. this devil and the angel podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got fee now at even money over X, right? Same, same, same reason you, you took Rory over X. I had Rory over X as well, uh, but I like fee now with the even money, right? Uh, Leishman uh, over will Z. Uh now I'm a little nervous about it how 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 are you because that that's even money as, wait it was no leishman was even money as well uh over will Z or is he plus 120 I
1: can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll I I saw a price I think will Z was like minus 145 over leishman that's that's not Oh right price. that's it so yeah so leishman yeah. was plus 120 and then
0: I got wolf over scott and then I had the same thing uh brooks plus 120 over reed
1: Okay see I avoided the wolf over scott Prop, because I I just I'm conflict. I, I have too many conflicts of interest with both guys. That I me can't make me putting money on Wolf is going to single handedly just alter the universe as far as what they do this tournament. So, so I'm just, I'm money just on Wolf. you got outrights. I know, but it's not if he's going to outright. It's not he's the gonna perfect storm of taking the guy I think is the most overrated hype golfer in this field and fading him against the guy I love and have a rational love for. Like that 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 stuff is that's bound to you know, ask for trouble there.
0: Listen, man. So I, I'm doing everyone a favor. I'm not going to supersti- of- <laughs> Listen, I get it. Whatever, fuck it. I don't. I don't. I knock on wood when I make a bet. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I get it. You, you do you, man. Whatever, whatever helps every you. The general
1: gambler has their superstitions. Right? Oh
0: fuck, dude. Uh, yeah.
1: it's like, still- do you know how many spots I have sat on in my room, or like stood by like an edge of a carpet, switching up like every minute of a game, hoping it just like a, like the tides turn? We oh, yeah. all do.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude. I've literally stood outside on my back porch, smoking a because I can see it through my screen door because we scored a touchdown. Like before that stupid, but Light like commercial came in, I was like, I do that shit all the time. Why is that funny?
1: Yes. Don't <laughs> judge me. If I don't want to bet on something, afraid that I'm going to single-handedly alter the outcome by betting on it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. I, I still have, I mean,
0: you know, Tommy, I haven't forgiven Tommy since Gostowski missed the fucking field goal against Denver. How many years ago was that? He's literally sitting on my couch and he goes, uh, Gostowski never misses. And he missed. And I was like, you're fucking dead to me. And I walked outside. We weren't even that good of friends yet. And I was like, you know me, I'm a little fucking kind of crazy. And he was
1: like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, learned his lesson after that.
0: Exactly. Now it's a funny story. Ha ha ha. We lost yes. to Denver. Uh-huh. So funny. Um <laughs> yeah. All right. So outrights, we're both on Brooks. We're both on Wolf. I'm on Woodland. And that's it
1: right now. So I'm on those else? three. And I'm also on Bubba. Okay. And I'm also on Day. So here's the thing about outrights. And I, I don't usually do this in the column. I usually just jump right to it, but I gave a little prologue this time. I, I, I wanted the reader to see who wins here. And the only like out of nowhere name that is that actually is one year in the last 10 years is Scott Stallings. Everyone is at least 50 to one. I mean, like John Ron was 51, but I mean, he's an all world player. And yeah, but he, was just, young. he was young, but I mean, we all knew he was really good. You know, Leishman was 50 to one, but I mean, he's an established player. Snedeker was always like under 25 to one. You know, Jason Day was like 12 to one. Rose like 15 to one. So, there's a reason why that happens. This is a demanding golf course tee to green and demanding golf courses. And that are hard and challenging the cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. So like last week, that was a golf course in tournament where you can go nuts with some outrights. You see some off the ball winners. Cause there's a lot of birdies. So weird, funky golf course, you know, a lot of stuff can happen that, you know, creates a lot of variance here. It's very straightforward. There's a very simple formula about what wins, and that generally is going to favor the favorites. So I mean, I would probably keep your outrights limited to, you know, s- I think Gary Woodland's about the range as far as how deep you want to go before you're like, all right, is
0: Woodland's- Cam
1: Davis really winning this? Is Sam Burns really winning this? I've- yeah, is Charles Howell really winning this? I- is Luke List really winning this?
0: Listen, week? I was just about to say I forgot about my Luke List. He's fucking he's a hundred and fucking fifty to one.
1: Fucking. You should have stopped at the top twenty,
0: my friend. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And I got I forgot I got Cam Champ too
1: at fucking uh, fifty-five to one. Is that right? See, to one? Yeah, yeah so. see, but see that's like I mean in the, that's in the zone. Yeah, no, that that's in the zone and we've seen him win before. He has a high ceiling. So I I, I would say don't go nuts. And there's also the angle too, is if there is one of the favorites that they're playing in the South course, you probably can, I mean, you can probably wait a little bit and see if you can get a l- little better. And, price that's,
0: and that's what I was going to say too. So like I missed the day boat because he already got caught steam and dropped and he's yeah, playing. See, I,
1: I got him at 40 to one then.
0: Yeah. And he's already, he's out at like 30 to one now, or 28 to one the last time I looked. So now hopefully whatever he starts out a little slow and we can catch him English and ROM, like I have a, I want all three of those, but I, they're all starting uh, on the South course. So I'm hoping they all start out slow. But There's the problem with that. Literally everyone is saying the same thing we're saying. So if we're saying it, the books know it too. So I'm just, I'm pretty sure they're just not going to fucking adjust the odds.
1: Well, yeah, there's that. And if Rom shoots like 69 or something, there's three under after the South, then course. we're all fucked anyway.
0: Like, You're all screwed. So screwed. Yeah. I'm not, I, cause I'm never going to, I'm never going to bet fucking six to one or fucking eight to one, whatever the fuck he was. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, I mean if
1: if Ron wins this week, you
0: know, yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, okay, whatever. I'll good. I'll cash in my DFS and all my bets will be fucked all the, my top 20s in my matchups.
1: So one other thing I'm going to say too is if one of these favorites does win, if you liked them for the US Open, you better grab it for sat before Sunday we'll because they will adjust the price immediately cuz it's we're going to come right back here to Torrey Pines and especially because you know, I mean, we're playing the same golf course now that we're going to play in June, their odds are going to be much lower by Mm -hmm. then. So if you like a guy, he's in contention, make sure you grab it for your books too. Yep. And, uh, to find out who we like as we're looking at this stuff and, like, hey,
0: listen, he might not win on Sunday, but guys playing really well. Let's go grab, grab a good number uh, for the US Open. Come to the Slack channel, man. Uh, it's in the bottom of Steve's column, it's in the bottom of this podcast you're listening to. And listen, uh, we haven't asked you guys to rate, review, or subscribe in goddamn months. Uh, go do that shit, man. Tell your friends, tell your family, g- tell your degenerate friends. Listen, come listen to us. I know we're a little long. This is the longest one we've done in a long time. Uh, we're, uh, we're hitting about an hour and a half. Listen to it at one and a half speed good luck. understanding what I'm saying. You can slow it down when I talk uh, at one and a half speed, but listen, uh, we got it. We hit, uh, we hit a bunch last week. We're going to try to guide you guys uh, a little more this week and listen, man, this is fun shit. Let's go fucking. There's nothing else to bet on this weekend. Uh, hockey. Yeah, I do that. Basketball. I don't do that.
1: What about I'm- the virtual Madden inter- or uh, pro bowl?
0: Mm-mm. You want to bet on that? Mm-mm. No, no, I'm just going to put all my money on golf because I like to make money, not some fucking computer shit. And you know what we're good at? We're good at making money here. Fucking Steve. We are good at fucking making money. Right. So anyway, follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore cap or come to the Slack channel. So Steve can uh, drop knowledge on you and help us win our matchups and showdowns or whatever fucking else you want to do with golf over the weekend. Uh, So that's it, boys. All right. Green screens till Sunday. Let's go.